Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. RF Refugees Podcast. I know we just spoke to you all yesterday on our live show, uh, but we wanted to make sure we got a perspective on the other team like we always try to do. Uh, so joining us on the podcast is Brad Weigel from Cincy Soccer Talk. Brad, welcome to the show. Yeah, Ted and John, thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure to be with you guys, and uh, I'm looking to f- uh, talk some footy with you. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, so you are a supporter. Uh, I-, I don't know if we can call it, uh, unfortunately, yet, but of FC Cincinnati. I think we can call it, unfortunately, because you're playing us next week. I think we'll go ahead and, <laughs> we'll go ahead and say that. But uh, second year of FC Cincinnati uh, in the in Major League Soccer, uh, what uh, – Give us our all. We're going to get a little bit into the off the field drama that <laughs> drama drama that you guys have ensued last season in a little bit. But give us a sense. Two games in, uh, both losses. I think yeah. obviously the the first the first game maybe not as good. The second game, I thought you guys actually held up against Atlanta. Give us a sense. What's the feeling right now of how the team is looking? Well, you know, fortunately. Uh, we have a team to support here in Cincinnati, you know, just a couple years in. Uh, unfortunately, our, our transition from USL to Major League Soccer hasn't gone as well as we've planned. Um, been a lot of changes, like you said, off the field, front office, uh, coaching staff. Um, and and uh, it's kind of unfortunately come at a time where we it happened a week before the season started. Uh, two games in, um, I think if you would have asked me this question after the first half of the first game, I think we would have been, you know, jumping off cliffs and just, you know, screaming and just horrible, horrible first half of soccer. But since then, I think you've seen uh, the team kind of play proactive soccer. Um, They have not tried to be that possession oriented team where they wanted to hold the ball for 65% of the time. Like we saw in the first half, gave it to the Red Bulls turned it over all over the place, and then they just shoved it right back down our, our throats and scored three pretty easy goals against us. Um, but, you know, like I said, after that first uh, half against the Red Bulls, you've seen a, a quite different Cincinnati team, and actually a team who's, who started to play uh, pretty well. This is not the same team from last year. Um, there's been a lot of different pieces brought in, um, some international talent, uh, some guys like Harris Medunin, who was a success in Philadelphia. I'm sure you guys are very familiar being in D.C. Um, he's helped settle down that midfield a, a lot. Uh, and then, um, you know, we, we we are definitely, I would say, um, trending competitive. I'm not going to say, you know, like playoffs or not like that, but you're starting to see a lot of positive uh, movement for the club starting to settle down. And I think it's a team that um, I think is going to be a tough test for D.C. this weekend. I would agree, especially after that after that uh, after that second game. Um, you guys have had a lot of new new additions, and I want mm-hmm. I want to definitely get into those. Um, you have uh, Kubo, who you got from Japan as a designated player, and you have um, I hope I'm I hope I'm going to pronounce it right. We have a, a joke probably on that. Not. Probably not, <laughs> but uh, Locadia. Jurgen yeah, Jurgen Locadia. Locadia. Okay, so I was yep. close. I was close. Give me some credit. Um, what is those are kind of the two big signs because last year you guys were one of the few teams that went into this year without a uh, went into your first year without a designated player. So what uh, what do you what have you seen out of those two? I, I know Kubo uh, had an absolutely fantastic goal against uh, against Atlanta. Um, if if there weren't you know seven other goals that were goal of the week candidates, it might be in the running as well. Uh, but a, a really nice goal for for you all. But how how have the designated players sort of settled in? Well, you know, I wish 
we would have gotten to last season without a designated player. Unfortunately, we had Fernando Adi, who now we have oh, sent true, yes. him and a, a you know one point seven million dollars to, to crew to play against us this year, and not for us. Uh, you know, he landed one goal in his whole you know, campaign last season, and through two matches in Cincinnati, Lucati has got a goal in uh, the first match in his uh, coming off the bench appearance, and then this past week you saw that wonder strike from Yuya Kubo. Um, I still think that there's a lot to come from these guys, uh, especially in Lacadia's case. He was a late addition to the club and uh, camp. Um, he's really just settling in. Uh, Kubo, he was around a little bit longer. Um, but I think you see right off the bat that these are two high, highly talented players, guys that can create for others or create for themselves. Um, and so I think the key thing about those two guys, I think being able to get uh, off the schneid right away and get a, a goal for each one of them, it's going to take some pressure off. And I think it's going to allow them really to settle in. Now, uh, will they be playing at their highest level this weekend against DC? I would say no, because there's still a lot of time to come. You know, we, we've got a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces. So one of the things you're going to see with FC Cincinnati this week is a team that looks good, but that's just going to have some dumb, dumb moments. Last year, we led the league with the worst defense. And already through two games this year, we've conceded five goals. So, you know, that's unfortunate. But really, for most of those games, our defense has been great. It's just a couple lapses, a couple different, you know, guys aren't in the right place where they thought they were going to be, turn the ball over, and the other teams are able to capitalize. So I think kind of the whole te- th- theme you're going to see with, with Cincinnati this weekend is the team still coming together. The chemistry's not quite there. But I think with two players like Lucati and Kubo, they might be just enough to to earn out a win or or at least a point. And then you got another player in Sem Devit, or excuse me, we had a player in Cincinnati in the USL called Sem Devit. It seemed seemed to young. If you guys know, uh, I think he's actually going to be classified as a TAM player now. But it looks like he's going to be available for selection finally um, this week after his transfer from Ajax. So he he's a a piece in that number ten role where we haven't uh, had any success yet. That uh, we're hope, we're looking forward to his introduction this weekend. I was just going to ask about him. Uh, it, it, it would it would appear that that would be a uh, you know a, a big change. Uh, you know, we we we've, we've now uh, DC also has gotten a new number ten, uh, who we're hoping sort of changes the style of play uh, that this team has been <clears throat> right ten quote quote unquote ten depending on where he's placed and what he's actually being deployed at by Ben Olsen. <laughs> what are the uh, what's the outlook for uh, Seem Young? Is uh, I, I, I'm looking you know not I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about him here. He seems to have bounced around a little bit. Uh, three different spell, four different spells at Ajax seems to seems to keep coming back, but also just did a really short tour in Sydney a few years ago too. That's which is a it's an uncommon stop to do the A League and then come back to the high level of uh, of, uh, of the Dutch league. Yeah, I think story. he was really cruising. Uh, I would say in his mid to late twenties, he was doing real well uh, at Ajax. Earned a transfer to Newcastle. I think he did that for a couple of years, and then I think actually towards the end, Newcastle loaned him back. I want to say to Ajax. And then uh, was it uh, about a year ago, he went to the A-League, um, played for a very, very successful Sydney franchise, did well when he was healthy. Uh, that's probably going to be the one of the biggest area concerns for, for Cincinnati is how healthy is Seam and will he be able to uh, stay on the field, especially playing on turf at Nippert. Um, so he's had success. Um, you know, they, they won the title. And then he's come back uh, to Ajax. And uh, this year he's mostly just been off the bench Um I think you've seen him start in some cup games. Actually, right before we signed him, I, he scored a hat trick in their version of the uh, Open Cup. Um, so, again, a, a little bit of a question mark, per se. I would say that 
Uh, I, I would not say that he's FC Cincinnati's long-term at the 10 just because he's 31, but I think you were able to get him in on a free, on a TAM deal. We've got a lot of allocation money. I think it was an uh, interesting signing. My biggest question mark, though, is how is he going to fit in a midfield where you know, he's older, he doesn't have quite the speed he used to have, and then, and then you're going to have playing that six role is Harris Medunin, who is, we know, does not play any defense. So how's that midfield going to hold up? You got two guys there that can create for others around them, but will they be susceptible? And who's going to be that eight? Who's really going to have to be a destroyer in the midfield? Cause he's going to have to cover so much ground just to cover for these two. So how will those pieces fit? I think there's a lot of question marks there for, for Cincinnati. Coming off of a pretty major injury. Uh, it appears that Greg Garza has already played. Uh, did he, he played probably in both games. Um, when when he was acquired, he looked to sort of be like a linchpin for the defense, I think, coming off of a really successful time in Atlanta, uh, coming off of a championship, and then coming to Cincinnati, uh, playing a little bit, and then getting hurt. What, how key is he to sort of improving your your defensive outlook for, for 2020? Or am I am I overrating his uh, his impact on what the, team, uh, the team's defense? You know, it's it's been a tale of two seasons so far for Garza. Um, last year in the um, U.S. men's uh, winter camp, uh, he was called in and then gets hurt right at the end of the camp, was not the same player, missed a lot of time for Cincinnati, really wasn't even fit, I wouldn't say, till about the last seven, eight matches of the year. When he did play last season, he was by far one of, if not the best player. I'm going to say it was like at FC Cincinnati, he's like, what, 24 points. They had 21 of them when he was on the field. And and um, so, so it shows you last year how critical he was. This year, um, been a challenge uh he you know he really wants to get forward he wants to attack he wants to get up and cross the ball and get involved with Locadia and Kubo and and Ragaton and some of the, the attacking players up there um the issue it's been this year is he's gotten forward and then we've turned the ball over and he's just he's been out of position so um I think that once he gets everything sorted out, once FC Cincinnati controls the midfield, you'll see Greg Garza be an influential player and you know a steady player. That was the key to when we did get points last year. Um, but it's it, we'll still see. I I, I would say that it, it, he feels like he's uh, just been just a little bit off through two matches. Obviously, um, you guys have an interim coach right now um, in uh, Johan uh, Demet. I, I was trying to think like. What style did FC Cincinnati play last year? And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say. I couldn't they didn't. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what what type of style have you seen um, Johan tried to sort of bring to this team? I know he's in interim status, so it's got to be kind of a weird situation. But what what type of what type of play should we be looking out for when uh, when we play FC Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati this weekend? Yeah, yeah, and this is really not coming from DeMay at all. It's really coming down from the top um, – I want to say August last year, FC Cincinnati brought in uh, their general manager, Gerard Nijkamp. He came from Pex Wall over in the Eredivisie. Very, very, you know, Dutch-influenced coach. And so he's really tried to put that stamp on the club and how it's been set up. Uh, he brought in Ron Jans towards the end of last year. His job was really just to see what we have. So they, he didn't care how many goals got scored against us. He wanted to see what pieces he had and how they could be successful. So, so far this year, we've seen them set up in in a 4-3-3, uh, at least going forward. And then maybe when they came back on defense last week, it was more of like a 4-4-2 defensively. Um, but I think you're, you're going to see it. Now, it's going to depend on what DeYoung does. I, I don't really think that he's going to get a start this week. I think that would be a lot to ask. Um, but I think you're going to see a 4-3-3. 
um, with two deep-lying central midfielders. Uh, this past week, uh, he had uh, Amaya sit back next to Meduyanin. He also did that in the second half versus the Red Bulls in week one, where you saw a lot of success. success. Um, and then you're going to have the front three, who's going to be uh, tasked with doing mo- much of the creative work. You're going to have Lakati up top. Um, he, he, he can serve as a target, but you also need to be careful because um, Kubo, who, who he'll start out on the left wing, he loves cutting in. So these two will play off each other. You'll see instances, and even with Ragaton on the right, where you know maybe they actually cut in, um, and then Lakadia goes out to one of the wings and tries to pull some of the center backs away from you know trying to take their attention, pull them out of position, and allow those other two guys to cut in and you know the top of the box and and hit some strikes. So um, I don't think it. You know, I would still say we're f- we're not a team that's going to be holding. 60% of the ball. If we do have a, a positive perce- possession rating, it's just going to be 1% or 2%. And honestly, it's probably going to be DC just giving us the ball and allowing us to to mess up. It's worked out well for Atlanta and the Red Bulls. Yeah, But uh, but I would say, and I think you're going to see them sit back a lot too. Yeah. They're, they're just, they don't want to get exposed yet in the midfield and they don't want to embarrass themselves in front of their home fans. I mean, I would just say the way you're describing Cincinnati play, it sounds like exactly how Ben Olsen is lining up DC at this point. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like there's there's really much difference. And, and sort of turning to that game, um, I always like to ask, uh, is is there any player maybe that isn't getting the attention, isn't getting the uh, the type of, you know, uh, pop and circumstance from the media that you think uh, is a player we should be looking out for? Yeah, actually, um, I'm going to say uh, Adrian Ragaton. He was another late signing. He came in late along with Kubo. Um, he's a, a Moroc, Fran, you know, fr- Moroccan French uh, right winger. The guy is just crazy fast. The ball's attached to his foot. Uh, he's not afraid to take a long shot or cut in, go one-on-one. Um, we've seen in his brief time, especially when uh, him and Lakati have been on the field together, he's just extremely, extremely dangerous. And he spent some time... Um, I want to say in league league un over in France, um, there was this, and I think he was over in Turkey before he came to Cincinnati. Um, but he's going to be a player that I, if you're going to talk about a guy who's going to go under the radar, of course you're going to look at Lacadi being the ten million dollar DP. But Regaton, I think he's going to turn a lot of eyes this year in, in Major League Soccer. How, how should uh, how should DC go about if DC is going to be successful against mm-hmm. Cincinnati? What do you what do you think would be things they should look to do? Give FC Cincinnati the ball. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does the game look like in, when neither team wants the ball? Well, I know, right? just, we're going to see if we can just leave the ball in the middle of the field and just let everybody just... Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. they blow the whistle, leave it there. Mm-hmm. 90 minutes later, they take a 0-0 draw. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm really wondering how, uh, was it Brilliant and Burnbaum are going to do against Lacadia? Um uh, I'm interested to see how our attack goes up against against you know two two quality center backs uh, in the league. Um, if DC though is going to win, they they're going to hit us on the counter. Uh, I, I'm really wondering who who you're who are you going to roll up at, at the top because Kamara is hurt, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I don't think they expect him to play. They do not. So. Eric Sorga will be. You are a, not. You are not familiar with the Estonian assassin Eric Sorga. Estonian <laughs> Ronaldo. Uh, Eric Sorga, uh, scorer sounds, of scorer of many many goals and in a league that no one has ever seen. Sounds dangerous. 
Um, yeah, if you're DC, uh, keep the ball on the ground. Keep the ball on the ground and try to hit us on the on the counterattack. And you know, honestly, you can get if you can get a couple passes. I know you got Assad and you got Gressel. Um, you got some quality talent there. Flores. I'm interested to see how he used to how he's going to play. Um, but I think that if if you are going to resort to 20 crosses in the air into the box, Kendall Waston and, and Michael Vandiver are going to just bat those away like flies. Um, I think that they're susceptible to, like I said. FC Cincinnati is susceptible to being pulled out of position, hit, being hit on the counter because our fullbacks are out of position too far up the field or just dribble straight at the feet of Kendall Waston. Because one, he's either going to bring you down in the box, he's going to commit a stupid foul, or you're just going to be able to go right past him. So, And that goes really for Vanderwerf too, even though he was really quality last year. He, he, so the whole defensive line has just been a little bit, little bit off this year. Luckily right. for you, uh, that's the same story for DC United as far as the uh, suspiciously... Uh, not intact defense so far. So we're this 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 sets up to be either a real travesty to watch, or uh, or maybe something that turns out to be more offensive than either of us have a right to expect. It can't be any worse than that zero zero. No, that was the worst nine thing. man. That was the worst thing that could have ever happened. That was a crime <laughs> against uh, everything. That was a, that was a very bad game to see. That was like or, a highlight in our brief history. <laughs> I bet it is. I was about to, I was about to ask you when we started like. Do you guys have a DVD, like a commemorative DVD of that game? Because oh, I would not be surprised. <laughs> no, man. Every, every when talking good moments, all we do is flash back to beating the the fire in the Open Cup in 2017 as USL club. I mean, that's we still we still <laughs> living on that. I watched that game. That that was uh that that was quite quite an amazing moment for for the Open Cup. Um, all right, I guess we'll go ahead. Uh, give us a prediction for the for the upcoming game. Yeah. Um, this didn't happen many times last year, but I'm actually going to predict a 2-1 FC Cincinnati win. I, I, we've seen a lot. I, like I've really had the last, the last uh, game and a half. I, there's been a lot to like from FC Cincinnati. They can just tighten up things a little bit. I think as the team grows in chemistry, I think that those issues are going to fix themselves. Um, and I think they're just going to be jacked up to be at home. You know, we've had to start our first two matches on the road, so you got two fan bases that are. And teams that are going into their home openers that are going to be extra pumped, and we really suffered the first 20 minutes. I think that energy is going to be on our side this go round. You know, look, last year, horrible team, we demolished Portland three to one in our home opener. So, crazier things have happened. All right, cool. Um, we'll go ahead. Uh, we're gonna, we're, if it's all right with you, we're, we're having a sort of a free portion of this uh, podcast for our listeners uh, to talk about the game. We're gonna maybe expand a little bit more on the team as long as you as long as you have the time. Uh, but go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you can uh, check us out at CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Uh, we're putting out probably two articles a day at least. We'll have match previews. We'll have uh, tactical analysis. You can also uh, reach us on. on uh, on Twitter at Cincy Soccer Talk, uh, you can also uh, check us out. We uh, have a couple shows uh, on uh, on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, just type in Cincinnati Soccer Talk, and uh, we should f- pop up in any one of your uh, your listening outlets. Cool. Listeners, don't get ideas that it's uh, extremely possible to write a whole bunch of articles about a team that have multiple shows about <laughs> it. That is not possible. I don't know what he's talking about. It's not. Well, okay. like, it, like I was telling you guys off air, we've got like 15 guys, uh, 15 writers now. Or, and, and so we've got a big crew of uh, it's a it's a massive labor of love. So <laughs> we, we, we need to, we need to expand our, our, uh, That's right. our uh, we are, we have many positions open. We have a headcount <laughs> available for RFK refugees inquire within. We can pay you, you in stickers. There. 
Yeah, <laughs> right. Beer coasters. All right. Uh, for for the people listening uh, on our normal podcast feed, if you would like, you're gonna we're gonna get into a little more details about FC Cincinnati, the club, uh, soccer in Cincinnati in general. I'll expand a little bit on 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 the team. If you uh, want to listen to that whole part, uh, you have to go to our Patreon page, patreoncom slash refugees to hear. Or the just RFKRefugees.com now. Yes, RFKRefugees.com. RFK John was masterful in getting that uh, getting that That's URL. Right. I stole it right out from all of the, the the URL squatters that were going after us. I took it. I took it. Yeah, we are in high demand. Uh, but if you uh, but if you are listening on the free version, this is going to be the end. So we will catch you all next week. Vamos. If you're listening to Patreon, stay tuned. Ten boys, I can all brand neo, huh? I can peep it in your style, little deal, huh?